conversation. <laughs> so we are live you tonight. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, I swear. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Canary Sessions. My name is Hudson, and today in the studio we have Annabeth Berry. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been writing music since I was a child. Um, I was actually born with significant hearing loss in both ears. Oh, wow. Uh, so <laughs> I wear hearing aids to um, be able to hear and communicate well. And somehow I just was able to sing. It really was kind of a blessing um, that I could do that. Piano was a lot harder to learn because it wasn't based off of um, sound so much as it was like the vibration of um, each 
pitch and tone, if that makes any sense. It's just weird. It's kind of weird how I, how I picked it up. What is, what is playing piano like for you? It's not, I don't know theory. So that probably would have made things a lot easier Mm -hmm. if I had just learned the theory of the instrument. But, um, for me, it's, it's a lot about what each note I play like feels like on my fingers. And if it feels like the notes don't blend, then I don't play them. So my piano playing is a lot, it's a lot more simple, I think, than like most pianists. But I just value the fact that I'm able to figure out what notes sound okay together and which ones I should play and which ones I shouldn't. That's so interesting. Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been writing since I was a kid and I've always wanted to record some of my songs just because I have so many in my back pocket. And granted, a lot of them are like, from middle school, so you probably don't want to listen to those. They're not very um, well thought out. Uh, like I wrote one song about my dead hamster, <laughs> so that was that was one of my one of my first like real songs that I was proud of. Um, but I finally got to record my first EP that I released on Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes um, called "Quiet Rooms" by Annabeth Berry, and that was really really exciting for me because I feel like it was a a first big step to actually making um, progress with the gift that I have, this talent, and not just sitting around with it and writing music to myself. Um, so it's really exciting to kind of be on this this rise to um, share my music and what I what I write with other people. Um, and it also just helps me feel a lot more confident in myself because growing up with major hearing loss. Um, really brought me down. I have three sisters who are all very musically talented, um, musically inclined. So it was a lot of, I was comparing myself to them a lot. So to be able to do this was huge for me because it was my first moment where I was like, oh yeah, I can keep up with you guys. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's been really exciting to, to see that progress. Yeah, well, you sang beautifully. Like, Thank you. I remember the first time I heard you sing, I was like, what she can't <laughs> she can't hear that well nope <laughs> wild who are your biggest music inspirations so growing up it was uh regina specter she has some some funky music but she was really able to stay true to herself and she's a musician who is able to utilize her vocals and the keys and have that be entertaining and beautiful and emotionally moving with just those two elements and I really respect that as a pianist and a singer. Um, it's hard to keep a crowd engaged when it's just a piano. Um, and then another thing about her is like she is able to tell some weird stories but make them relatable and fun and engaging. And so she could, I swear, she could write a song about anything and I would love it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she, growing up, she was one of my favorite um, artists. And now... I've been introduced to um, Julian Baker. She is a huge inspiration to me. Her her music is so soulful. She writes about really honest and raw stuff, um, which I feel like I do, and she does it in a way that is just captivating and um, stirs up a lot of thought and emotion in every single person that is listening to her. Especially, so I really admire her. It's like so pulled back, and like it, it just somehow fills up everything. Like, yeah. It's... She, oh. The first concert I went to, the only concert of hers I've been to, 
I just like wept the entire time because it's it was just her and her guitar and like her piano and she played for I don't know like two hours but I there was not a single minute where I was bored or was not totally like my eyes were just on her the whole time and I could feel everything that she was feeling as she played and that was I think that's one of the biggest components to music writing for me especially not being able to hear the music as well is the feeling that is literally emanating from a person who writes something it's not just the lyrics that tells a story but it's also every feeling they've put into the instrumentation of the song um, that just comes out and then you can feel it and you can hear it and you can see it and that's something she does beautifully um, and then I love rock music so <laughs> other I don't play rock but I, I sing it um, and so I love um, a lot of classic rock bands and Manchester Orchestra, Me Without You, people who have really deep life stories um, and are able to write music about those things in a way that is relatable to their listeners. Falling in 
What's your starting place when you write a song? Like, uh, do you start with lyrics? Do you start with music? It varies. Um, if something has happened to me that's impacted me, then usually the lyrics will come first, and I'll write lyrics, and then the song will kind of find its way to me while I am writing the lyrics. But sometimes I'll find, I'll just be messing around on the piano, and I'll find something that I really like, um, or something that feels really comfortable together, and I'll be like, oh, I'll make that into a song. And those usually don't happen as naturally as the, the songs that I write based off of um, the lyrics, but I have written several songs like that. Who was the first person you ever listened to? The first artist? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. However, I can tell you the first hard copy CD I ever bought with my own money. And okay. that was the Black Sabbath, Black Edition album. <laughs> <laughs> and I hid it in my sock drawer because I was scared of my parents finding it and thinking that I like worship Satan or something. Um, <laughs> I, I loved them. They were, that was a great CD. Um, so. <laughs> Black Sabbath, really, okay. Yep. <laughs> Black Sabbath. Yeah, well, very talented musicians. Um, I really don't know who my the first artist would be. I think Regina Spector was up there um, with one of the first, the ones that I can remember, mm-hmm. like listen to and really remember impacting me as a, a young kid was probably Regina Spector. Tell us about the meaning behind Red Wine, the um, first song you wrote. I have struggled with anxiety and depression ever since I was about eight years old. Um, and I have tried many different methods of um, subduing it and um, trying to manage life with that pressure on me. Because um, it's definitely like, it's it's people deal with it and it's a lot of people have experienced it and it affects the way you can live and relate with people. And so I wrote Red Wine after coming out of a, a really serious um little bout of depression and I wrote the song for myself it wasn't for other people um, so much as it was a message to future me that was saying those parts of your life those parts of your character that you struggle with don't define you Um, they don't have to be a part of your life like they're dead to you that side of of you is not important it's not alive it's not joyful it's not you um so like the lyrics are a little heavier and a lot of people will hear it and be like oh man that's a kind of a sad mean song but (laughs) it's it's honestly powerful to me to listen to myself sing it because or to even just sing it because every time I do it reminds me of what I got through and what I can get through And it puts me in this mindset of like, you know, I'm not my depression. I'm not my anxiety. The things that I've done in the past don't have to be happening again and again. Um, I can break that cycle. And I may always have depression and anxiety. I may always struggle with that even as 
um, I get older, that may never go away, but I can find new ways to cope with it and new things to appreciate about myself um, as I go forward. Don't wait for me to come back around. Don't wait for me to crawl back to that lonely town. Our hearts were young, but we were naive. Your youthfulness couldn't keep up with me anyway Stop making promises you cannot keep A girl gets tired of being stronger
Tell me about Powder Keg and your relationship with Kelsey. So Kelsey Winningham uh, was a friend of mine um, in college, and she's very ambitious and is really strong-willed and can just get stuff done, and she's very intelligent in the music world, whereas I am not as much. I'm more of, like, just the musician. And so I, I expressed to her this this desire to record an album of my music, and she, like, heard my music, and um, she really she believed in me, which was awesome, and I really appreciate that about her. And she had the skills to just make her own record label, and she went through all of the legal stuff, and like I don't even know what all is involved, but she designed her own record label, and that's what Powder Keg Records is. And I was her first official artist that she signed. She's done a lot of reviews for other artists, but um, I was her first signed artist. Um, and so she's been the one that's kind of propelled me into the public eye. Um, whereas up until that, like I met her, I was always just singing by myself, not even for my friends. So when someone like spotted me and encouraged me to, you know, sign under a professional label, that was a huge step because not only was I recording my music, but I was sharing it with the public and we'll have the opportunity to share even more. So I'm hoping to record my first full-length album. My EP was only four songs, um, but I have a lot more, and I'm working on a lot more that I would love to um, get recorded and share. And then I'm also dropping a single sometime soon um, called Circles, and I have a video of that on YouTube um, from one of the live performances that I did. So more to look forward to. Um, but it's just been really awesome because I'm growing as an artist under her label. And not only is she, um, like kind of my manager and the person who, who oversees my music and the places I play and the people I work with, but she's also my friend. Um, and she's really encouraging and it's been a really positive experience for me to start my music career. It's been awesome. Okay. What's the weirdest or worst show you've ever played? <laughs> um <laughs> and it doesn't have to be your solo it can be anything oh anything yeah it probably would be my very first solo show <laughs> um I it was my first show so like you know cut me some slack was, <laughs> I was nervous I was I didn't know what to do um but I had this beautiful grand piano which I love pianos I'm not a huge fan of playing on keyboards mainly because of what I mentioned earlier about the vibrations of music um, pianos, it's a stringed instrument, so I can feel every note that I play in the keys. Keyboards, it's electronic, so it's more, uh, like, fake, I guess. It's not as authentic as playing a stringed instrument. So it's a lot harder to play a keyboard than it is a, a piano for me. So I had this beautiful grand piano, beautiful stage, lots of lights, and, um, the first time when I advertised the show... Like, tons of people were like, yeah, we're going to be there. This is going to be great. Like, we're so excited for you to start this. We had a huge snowstorm. Oh. Nobody came. We postponed the show because <laughs> it was, you know, nobody could drive on the roads. Yeah. Um, so then we, I didn't really advertise as well as the first show. So I had, like, maybe 20 people show up out of the 50 that said they were going to be there. Um so I was like already a little discouraged and then I got up there and was nervous and freaked out 
and was worried what all my friends were going to think of me and pretty much messed up like every single song. And it wasn't awful. Like I still had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and it was a great first experience. And I'm glad I had it in front of people who that like knew me (laughs) instead of a bunch of strangers who would go around being like that Annabeth, man, she trash she doesn't know how to play the piano at all (laughs) so it was great to like have smiling faces back at me well you clearly can because you did a phenomenal job thank you so much (laughs) i appreciate that but um it was it was just it was a good lesson learned because now that i've experienced that i know what to do better and what to expect so well we really appreciate you coming on today and um you did a phenomenal job thank you thanks for having me yeah of course we like to um, we like to plug our sponsor, Heyday Guitars. They're uh, at 414 Brookstown Avenue in Winston-Salem. Come on by and buy a guitar. Come talk to Michael. He'll set you up with a fantastic guitar amp. If you could please uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, we would love that. And uh, check the little bell down below this video. Uh, my name is Hudson, and thank you for joining us. Check us next time.